and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm Molly Merwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Daisy Earl and Kaylee Cassidy. This podcast takes inspiration from the news, discusses it, debates it, and gives you top tips on how to survive everything. Welcome to How to Survive Your Life. How are you doing, survivalists? How was your week? How have you been since the last time we quote unquote spoke? If you're in the UK, how's lockdown treating you? Well, depending on how that's going today, maybe a public service because we are surviving family. Yeah, this is going to be a big episode. But first, let's check in with the ladies. Daisy, how are you? How are you surviving? How was your week? It's been good. I have obviously spent my lockdown to electric boogaloo <laughs> Sorry, <I'm desperate> <laughs> i've been spending lockdown too ironically speaking of family arguing with my own family exclusively mm-hmm. about nothing at all i have made it a real mission of mine to only make fights that are in no way important have no yeah. significance definitely i feel the problem within my own family <laughs> it's good you're acknowledging that no it's definitely me because i have lost all sense of rational thought mm-hmm. yeah i'm just it it only takes something so small and the thing is you know deep down you are not upset that somebody has woken you up or moved your things like you're not that's not really upsetting you you're upset that the world is fucking cheese yeah. but <laughs> You don't want to admit that to yourself. You don't yeah. want to say, look, here's my problem. I now, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know when comedy's going to come back. I'm just really, really frightened because that's a lot to admit. So you're like, yeah. no, do you know what it is? You moved my laptop and now I don't know where it is. And that is my biggest problem today. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they would agree with you that you're the biggest problem in the family? A hundred percent, Molly. I think my family are bonding over <laughs> me being the problem I think weirdly me being the problem has really I've given a service to my family because it's brought <laughs> the rest of them together you know I was I was thinking that because obviously we're a family and obviously yeah. you're the problem <laughs> right <laughs> and this is Kaylee and I bond over all the fuck time fuck you guys fuck you immediately do not test me today, Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, right. Amazing. Although I feel like that's on pair with like families. You just argue over things that aren't important at all. But like yeah. you're you're going to die on that matter. Like, yes. I like the idea of June being in another room <laughs> doing a podcast. And she's yeah. going, and I think I'm the problem in the family. No. I don't know why I'm doing another <laughs> Pretty certain my mum's Scottish, Kaylee, but I like I like the effort. Oh, no way, Daisy. <laughs> not Mrs. No Doubtfire. I'm the problem in the family. I don't know, I can't. <laughs> On that note, Kaylee, how are you? How was your week? How have you been? Yeah, good. I um honestly, I'll be honest with you, it has been a rough week. I yeah. I have had a rejection every single day. Not from people, from jobs and writing competitions and stuff like that, but whatever. But it just makes you feel a bit like meh. However, I got into Queen's Gambit and I've completed it. It's so good. We finished it last night. So, so good. Daisy, have you seen it? I haven't. I saw it come up on Netflix, but it looked like it was about chess and that sort of put me off. It's about chess. Yeah. And chess is wonderful. I don't know if you know, but I was a young girl like that. I could see not, that. Not that hot. I could <laughs> definitely <laughs> see that. This is shocking no one. My granddad had loads of boards in the room. Like, yeah, he just used to play chess with loads of people back when it was postal, not when it was like emails and, and stuff yeah. like that. By the way, when I'm saying she's hot, I mean hot when she's older, not when she's a kid. Sorry. Right, I had- no, I I think anybody would understand what you're saying. I mean, no, it's it's not just about chess because they make a really good, they make, first of all, they make chess look really cool and interesting. And they, it but is it's really also, cool and interesting, guys. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I play board games with my husband all the time, so I have no room. But I don't think this is a spoiler to say it also deals with addiction, right? And mental health. Yeah. 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 There's a lot more to it than, than chess. Sorry, were you about to say something else, Kaylee? Yes, I was going to say... I went for a walk yesterday with a friend and I bumped into my ex. 
in the park. <gasps> Haven't seen him for two years. Oh, how was it awkward? Was it I ignored him, walked by <laughs> and then he called my name and then it was very nice and pleasant and Aww. really good. So, yeah, good oh, to that's move good. on. Yeah. That's he... great. Is this the one that dumped you at Edinburgh? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. I sent him a WhatsApp later going, you're dumped. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> no, I think, why, I guess why I, I think it's, it's so interesting when the world shows you somebody that yeah. you haven't seen for that long time and why. Like, I think because I'm hippy dippy, I, I look into like stuff like that. But it is interesting, like, and the fact that it was actually like really nice and it was like, oh, who gives a shit about whole, like, whatever happened is in the past and yeah. like move forward and, and whatever. Yeah, but yeah. that's great that you guys can, can be there yeah you know and the time I don't know about you but like sometimes when you're in the moment or even like weeks later months later years like a year whatever later you're like fuck that guy but then after time sometimes yeah. it's you both have grown up or you've both moved on well know. I think because I have moved on I'm dating yeah. someone now who I really like and yeah. um, and I feel very like happy and content and secure yeah. in that relationship rather than the one I had with him so I was like really unwell as well not yeah you know so you just no, like yeah, totally. compare yourself to then and now and you're like yeah. oh things do get better and maybe that's what the world is trying to show you even though it's yeah it's literally falling apart you as a person have grown yeah I mean, it's, it's all, you always are going to have to grow, right? There's never like the, the films have the end, but we don't, you know, we're like constantly like, I don't know. I know some politicians that definitely have not grown in the past. No, they don't do they? (laughs) They don't. And they still want recounts in Georgia. It's Georgia. That's my home state. I'm very proud of them right now. Go GA. Anyway, we digress. Speaking of Georgia, that's where I hail from. That is where part of my family actually still resides. And this is going to be, I think, I think this is going to be a big episode, actually. I think this is going to be one of the most impactful episodes we have ever done. I've said it. No pressure, ladies. <laughs> I can only speak for my own tips, and I don't think it's going to be. But anyway. It is a big episode, though. Surviving family. Oh, it, I is, think, it is. Well, you know, right, like I said, here in the UK, people were in lockdown, so they've been stuck with their family. And now we're coming up on the holidays. So like even like in the, in the US, Thanksgiving is coming up. Actually, it just passed when this airs. And then we have Christmas. And then, and then also, you know, people aren't being able to see their family because of COVID. Yeah. So a lot going on. It's weird because you like, I miss, you know, you must be too. Like, I know Daisy doesn't miss her family. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't miss her at all. Yeah, they don't. I want to deny it, but you're spot on. Are you sleeping in the summer house? (laughs) No, it's been threatened like a lot that, you know, (laughs) I could be sent out to the shed. Have you threatened or have they threatened? Oh, no, they've threatened. I wish it was me threatening. Like, I'm going to go live in a shed. But they're like, please live in the shed, you lunatic. (laughs) Off you fucking go. (laughs) but no I think I definitely I spoke to my mum like a couple of days ago I just was really I really missed her I really wanted to just be sat on the sofa watching something on the tv with her on her phone going well look at Facebook marketplaces there's 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 shelves up there now they're only a pound there I'll get them where are you gonna put them (laughs) I don't know but we'll get them Facebook marketplace poor my mum has poor withdrawal symptoms because all the charity shops are closed I haven't been in three weeks oh wow wild when they reopen since we've moved here I only got during the holidays I got I got kind of homesick or like family sick I guess about two years ago and it was the song I'll be home for Christmas it's only <laughs> my dreams and I'm like two sitting points. in a cafe two points, two points. Thank, thank you minus I, I two points minus two uh, points yeah <laughs> No, I'm giving myself two points. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. I'll be home for Christmas. My name's Molly and I sing. I sing. I'll sing. Anyway, so I'm like sitting in a cafe listening to that. Now that you guys are, you guys always make fun of my turmoil and like, I'm about to like bear my soul and you guys are like, fuck this, breathing? (laughs) (laughs) Just Molly, I feel if you could 
press turmoil in less of a musical theatre way, we would be more empathetic. I just think the minute that you feel sad, you go so drama school. You just crack out the jazz hands. You're like, yeah. guys, I'm feeling sad today. And we're like, oh, Molly, come on, just rain Doesn't it. everybody do that? No, Molly. Oh. It's very, I love you. You know that. But sometimes you're, you're very American. <laughs> I'll I'll take that. That's fair. That's fair. I can't I can't rebut that actually. There's no response. And thank you for joining us on How to Survive Your Life. That was How to Survive Family. Uh, join us next week when we survive, I don't know, pod- each other. On that note, thank you, Kaylee. We, I will not never finish that story again. Anyway, it ended up with me on a drunken binger in the middle of West End. Anyway, it didn't actually at all. Each week, as you know, we are going to help you survive something this week. It is family. How do we do that? We debate it. We discuss it. And we give you top tips. And we do that by Daisy and Kaylee bringing three top tips, which they will present during three rounds. And they're trying to convince me who is giving the best top tip. I do that by giving points for top tips. I give two points for top tips and points for basically whatever I want. They each will get to respond to each other's top tip. Maybe that'll sway me. Maybe it won't. Maybe they'll pick up some extra points. Last week, Kaylee won. Currently for the season, we are at two to one. Kaylee has won two episodes. Daisy has won one. And since Kaylee won last episode, she will decide, Kaylee, do you want to go first? Or do I'll you go first. first. Yeah. You're going to go first. Okay. Get it over and done with. Oh, okay. Okay. In that case, Kaylee, what is your first top tip for surviving family? Okay, so my first top tip is be present with your family. And this is inspired by, I listened to another episode of Elizabeth Day's podcast, How to Fail. I nearly said how to survive your life then. (laughs) (laughs) How to Fail with Jess Ware, who's an amazing singer and an absolute lovely woman. She talks about being present and how she fails at being present. And it made me think, ah, about my family and sometimes how I'm not, present when I'm there and now I'm away from them I'm like oh like I just really miss them and would appreciate just you know because sometimes I go on my phone a lot when I'm at home so yeah so be present with your family for many people this lockdown means you haven't seen your family in a long long time or for some it means you have had to move back in with them (laughs) Daisy thank you Kaylee it's good that we're diverse (laughs) like ticking all the boxes or for others you've been sneaking over to see your family for a cup of tea when the times get desperate or you're meeting your family in a park for a walk not being able to hug them or anything at the time that we're recording we are in a second lockdown and if you're near far or wherever you are well yeah that is a Celine Dion lyric had to chuck that in there being present with your family is of utmost importance for example like you're on a zoom call with them and you're getting bored so you stop listening why don't you just be present and tell them oh I need to go and leave the call it's okay what's keeping you on the phone perhaps it's because zoom requires you to talk so much and all you want to do is sit next to your loved one in real life know they are there and not speak to each other but just be with each other anyway it's a really fine reason so why not tell them that maybe they don't want to talk either maybe they're like oh phew yeah bye (laughs) family time (laughs) is such a concept you know you hear it everywhere family time family time it's family time what is family time basically but also it made me think family time made me think of family biscuits do you remember them the big box of biscuits they're i think they're english no we um the big box and then family buckets you know i do know family buckets. it's a monopoly the family is a monopoly a capitalist monopoly Family time is such a concept that is thrown around. What is it really? I feel like it's being present with each other. That's what family time is because all of our families are incredibly distant and there's no point expecting you all to go on a long walk on the moors if your family aren't into that. Like, I think I'm saying that because I think sometimes I have high expectations of my family because mm-hmm. I like to go for long walks and they don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, an idiot, look, like this is shit family because they don't want it. It's like, what could we all do together that we all yeah. like? And it's normally drinking. (laughs) Everybody needs something. You have to work out what's attainable for your family unit. And the term is loose since your friends might qualify as your family. Your family might be very small. It might be very big. But being present means finding some time to connect and be fully there with them. You're not on your phone or you're off daydreaming elsewhere. I rang my niece last night, actually. She's five. And she sat there watching the TV while I was talking to her. I think in the past, I might have just been a bit passive aggressive and been like, oh, for God's sake. And just sort of carried on talking to her. But instead, I said, oh, 
could you turn the TV off, please? And she looked at me and I went, yeah, well, when we're talking, like, we don't need the TV on. And she was like, oh, yeah, silly me. And she turned it off. And then she came back and she went, let's do the alphabet. So then she ran to the fridge and we did the alphabet together. She's got alphabet magnets. It was so cute. She was like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M. I've got to go slow at this bit because no L, N, M, O, P. I still can't even say it. L-M-M-O-P. so yeah I think that's a good example of being present with her because once the tv was off then we could do something together and it felt like I was there even though we were on a zoom zoom call finding ways to connect with your family and be present with them is important so just be present with your family guys amazing thank you Kaylee Daisy your response as someone who is currently living with their family and getting on their family's last nerve, I would argue the opposite, that I think if you only see, I agree to an extent, if you only see your family occasionally, then sure, be present, be in the room, put your phone away. If you live with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, forever and ever and ever and ever, it is important for all of you. I mean, my dad will sit on his phone for hours and ignore me. He will wear massive headphones. And then if I shout at him like, oh, dad, do you want a cup of tea? He'll do such a pantomime of taking the headphone off. Like, what, what, what do you want? What is it? Because he wants to make it clear that his headphones are a big fuck off metaphor <laughs> to tell me to fuck off, right? He's he's wearing, he's he has in-ear headphones. He could wear little headphones that you might not notice. He wants you to know that he is not in the room, even though he is. So I think if you live with your family, it is very important to not be present. It's like what my mum said when I got an Oculus recently and I said to my mum, I've really never been sure about virtual reality because I feel like, you know, I want something that's real. And my mum was like, I know, but what if your real reality isn't very good? And I was like, that's, you can't, I can't argue with that. That's Damn, brutal, June. June. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, Damn. Yeah, I mean, I'm response. giving a point to June for that, actually. <laughs> oh, June's got a point. June got a point already. Okay. Imagine if June wins. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. And on that note, Daisy, what is your first tip for surviving family? So I would like to talk about the Phelps family, otherwise known as the Westboro Baptist Church oh, group. Shit. Do you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they- I'm excited about this. Louis Theroux did a few documentaries on them because they're often referred to as America's most hated family. Mm-hmm. And Gramps, who how he's referred to, <laughs> so ahead of the family, he died in 2014. But all of his children and himself for years, and still currently, you know, the, the children of Gramps, they are apparently Christian and apparently loving, but the absolute worst. So they picket military funerals and tell people that, well, you know, he deserved to die because they picket basketball games, which I find really weird because they're like, oh, you're worshipping a false idol. And it's like, yeah, I'm just bouncing a fucking ball, you tool. Yeah. And they really are awful. So they basically, I won't say the slurs that they say, but yeah. they have these bright colorful signs saying awfully you know anti-semitic homophobic things in a weirdly colorful way so and they go all around america picketing basketball games picketing funerals just (laughs) just being fucking tiresome so they're known as america's most hated family which is understandable their house opposite their house is a place called the rainbow house and the rainbow house is like an lgbt charity set up a base right opposite this hateful family's home (laughs) and it's literally a rainbow house so like they've they've painted it in the colors of a rainbow which i love because i just think 
it is such a sassy move. Like you will not get rid of us. In fact, you will Love see it. us every day yeah. from your window. Yes. It's so, like yeah. the nicest way to pick it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like their yeah. actually, like, existence is picketing yeah. them. Yeah. And they're mad. And the, the Louis Theroux documentaries are amazing, but he, so literally the documentary, you can look it up, is called America's Most Hated Family. But he, Louis Theroux has this incredible way of expressing himself so gently just through facial expressions mm. and he really is a masterclass in passive mm. aggression <laughs> like, <laughs> I just I love Louis like so one of the families and this is where I think beyond your family you really need friends because one of the 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 daughters so she had for the baby's nursery she had decorated it so they're very like the whole family of very fire and brimstone old testament quotes mm -hmm. so they put old testaments and like literally like painted damnation onto the nursery walls and she's like well she's a baby she gotta learn and he's like i'm not sure the baby <laughs> will understand <laughs> these old testament <laughs> quotes written on the wall and also my argument would be how much can a baby sin do you mean because they're all about like wrath and sloth like that's all yeah. babies do is scream and <laughs> shit themselves and lie around like in that case all babies are sinful because maybe they're no they don't have a moral compass yet because they're a fucking baby do you mean but it's I weird feel... because babies are so innocent at the same time yeah like... well no they are innocent that's, that's yeah. my point like they can't possibly be anything yeah. but innocent they really don't need to know how their soul's gonna go to hell if they you know aren't a bigot so it's um... <laughs> But also, I feel like that's why you need friends, because like, if, for example, Molly, just to pick a random example, right. Molly is very close to her cat, Luna. Now, yes. if Molly got to the point that she started, and I always worry about this, and that's probably why it tips off the tongue, that she started dressing Luna up, calling Luna her baby, putting her in a papoose, taking her out in a pram. Papoose. I, as a friend papoose you know like the thing they hold them in i, I would love that word <laughs> point point I, for papoose, papoose. <laughs> i will admit i have done one of those four things i will not say which one this in no way shocks me molly and i'm guessing it's the pram but i would was it the pram no no <laughs> molly we're here for you is it the papoose okay have you dressed luna up as a baby before no but i do call her my baby all the time of course you do and that's the thing with molly we're here for you and as friends when this situation eventually goes too far as your friends we would say hey molly do you want to take the cat out the pram you know i think you need to get some air we would intervene and in the same way if this woman had friends beyond her family someone would be like hmm, i'm not sure if the fire and brimstone thing and the great big fucking volcano painting on the wall is really <laughs> for a newborn but anyway any hoop <laughs> um, and also all the men what I like so her husband he's actually English his name's Matthias and he's northern great he's from name yeah and he's from Bradford so he says these really hateful things that are somehow a bit funny because they're in a really thick northern accent which somehow just makes it so much stupider I'm like oh Jesus but I don't like them so that family what I find most unnerving about them was in the documentary when Louis in their home they're incredibly hospitable and incredibly friendly and I find those types of people mm. the most unnerving so I've got a lot of time for, say, Katie Hopkins. I hate her, but I respect that she wears her asshole on the outside. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what you're getting. It's a horrible image, isn't it? But you know what you're getting. Yeah, she's a, she's a good girl. She wears her arsehole on the outside. Well, she does because you know Katie Hopkins is terrible, but she's not trying to convince you she's anything but terrible. She's literally, if she was the devil, she wears horns. She's like, yeah, I'm a horrible person. And you're like, well, you're owning it. Good for you, Katie. Never thought I would root for Katie Hopkins. But the opposite of that is this family who I don't understand because they are so full of hate they don't like gay people jewish people they they're just they don't like basketball like they're just such 
awful, awful, their beliefs I fundamentally disagree with. But I would find people like that if they were friendly towards me, utterly confusing. Because if someone, if I was in someone's home and they were like, oh, welcome, you want a cup of tea? Come sit down. I hate the Jews. I'd be like, sorry, what was that? I missed (laughs) What was the end of the sentence? I Because I can't compute people that are that friendly, but that fucking awful. It's, I prefer people, as I said, Katie, Hopkins where (laughs) that's my tip wear your asshole on the outside um but okay so one of them though one of the granddaughters so one of the daughters is called Shirley so she's the daughter of of Gramps and she had 10 children three of whom at the point in the documentary she was being interviewed had walked away and sort of disowned the church and turned their back on it and her response when Louis said are you upset about that she was like well I've got seven other children and I thought that's a good tactic if you're a bigot have loads of children in the hope that a few of them will stick around (laughs) but one of her children is absolutely amazing so I just think she's incredible so her name is Megan Phelps Reaper so she got married but she basically so she from when she was like five went out to these picket lines held hateful signs and by the time she went got to 20 she went on Twitter and through Twitter of all places Twitter had the absolute opposite effect on her to most people Mm. because she then got into a discourse with other people including a Jewish man who then came to see her at one of these protests she was still going to. And because they had, through their arguments online, actually made friends, she was like giving him kosher chocolates while holding a sign saying death to the Jews because she was so indoctrinated that she was beginning to see that actually what her family had told her her whole life was wrong so she eventually she she now there's a ted talk by her which is amazing where she talks about the power of human connection and how through going through twitter and meeting and listening to the other side she is now deeply regretful of all the things Mm. she did and said as a child she talks about how people who are indoctrinated like people in cults how they can be helped because it's not a cult per se but it's you know very similar i was gonna say it doesn't Um, sound like a family it sounds like a cult yeah, it well, it it is very culty because the fam. I don't think families like make you believe a certain thing. Well, that's the thing. We all, to a certain extent, we probably all believe what our families told us. Yeah. Like my mum's now, my my family aren't particularly religious, so I'm not particularly religious. Like I think we do. But I think the problem is, and this was my top tip. So this woman, I would definitely look her up and watch her. How long were she talking before she got to the tip, Molly? Just saying, just illuminating it. I did that intentionally this week because I want it to be a bit like an Aesop's fable. Like, here's the moral (laughs) story. But yeah, so my top tip is question whether you're that family. So for her whole like 20 years because she didn't get an outside perspective, she didn't know that they were that family. She, They were just her family. And actually, mm-hmm. your family, if you grow up in a family of Satanists, it's good to get, uh, not that they're Satanists, but if they were, they're bigots, it's good to get another perspective because then with that perspective, you'll realize that's who you are. And then she was brave enough, bless her, to go off. She met that Jewish man. She got married. She's now got a baby of her own. And she's Did still- she marry the Jewish guy? Yeah, the one that that she met through Twitter. Oh, wow. I know, her story's amazing. And then she, so she got married, she now has her own child, and she still puts, like, little nice notes into, like, her family every year on birthdays and stuff, like, saying, like, I'm here for you if you, when you're ready. Like, she's Mm -hmm. just a really kind woman. So, yeah, that's my tip. Great. Kaylee, your response. Yeah, I love that tip, Daisy. It's brilliant. Aesop's Fable style. Loved it. And (laughs) it reminds me of Prince Harry leaving the family, the royal family, Mm. the biggest family. And how, yeah, like he's like, this isn't for me. I'm I'm actually making another family. And just because you are in a family doesn't mean that's what you have to be rooted to. And the way I love the way Harry was like, this isn't right. You're not treating my wife right. Like this isn't. Mm. Totally. I actually talk them in my last tip because I love them and I love Meghan Markle I, I talked about I got them in my second tip Aww. have you well then I will make 
my third tip, my second tip. No, I'm joking. <laughs> can, I, can I just say quickly, my mum was like, one day I was just single. I, I think it was like 10 years ago. I was home and she's like, would you not marry Prince Harry? I was like, sorry? <laughs> I love <laughs> your mum. I love her. No, or, or, and then she went, okay, fine. Well, you probably wouldn't be able to be in the royal family. Like there's a lot of pictures of you on Facebook that the queen wouldn't like. <laughs> And then, no joke, no joke. What about James Morrison? I was like, this singer. Brilliant, brilliant. I yeah, love Would your you not mom. go out with him? Uh, he's married. Well, there's always divorce. Look at me. <laughs> I love how optimistic your mother is. And she's, I mean, and she just thinks that you, like, you are good enough for royalty. That's how much she loves you. Yeah. My mum was the opposite. She was like, just marry anyone. The first one to ask you, go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great, ladies. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Okay, I like Kaylee's be present if you're having family time, if you're with your family. Although Daisy's like, maybe don't. And Daisy's is question if you're that family or maybe just question your family. It might be a good way to say that too. Also, I feel like Daisy had a side tip of like, have friends. Outside your family. (laughs) But anyway, so I'm going to give the two points to Daisy. Question if you're that family. Question question if you're the family. I think it's really important just to question question what you've been raised with. Not to say that your family is horrible. And I'm I'm sure they're not the Westboro Baptist Church people because that's pretty horrible. But it's always good to question what you've been told to me because who knows? Who knows? You could be raised by Satanists is basically what we're saying on this podcast. Uh, So two points to Daisy for that. I do like, even though I think it's just good life advice. So I am going to give a point to Kaylee for be present because I think especially right now, you know, we dealt with nostalgia on an earlier episode, but right now I think it's really easy not to be present because kind of the present kind of sucks at times right now. But I think it is good to, to be present. Are you thinking about, well, when this is all over, this is what I'm going to do. Remember that, blah, 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 but be present and think about like what you can do now. Also that made me think of, you said something about family buckets, Kaylee, which then made me think of fried chicken. Cause in the States we have like Mm -hmm. Kentucky fried chicken. And then I had a friend that went, Oh gosh, I forgot where he was, I'm like only in America, but he was like on a road trip and he, they found a spaghetti bucket, a place wow. that it only sells That's insane. spaghetti in a bucket. And he's That's like, insane. it's surprisingly good, That's but it's amazing. Just, it looked amazing. He said, it's actually really good. Anyways. This is the night. Spaghetti bucket. <laughs> Thank you for the sound effect, Kaylee. That was very good. Okay, cool. I was trying to think if I want to give any more points for her, but I'm happy to have another one. I mean, can I ask you a question more? about the church about yes. the do are they is the Westboro Baptist Church is that well known in America oh yeah 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 because oh. they're horrible I mean yeah. like you said they 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 literally are indiscriminate while they discriminate against everyone they're indiscriminate about who they discriminate against you know like yeah. you know soldiers funerals mm. you know I think we all can have a discussion about whether or not you go to war but i think the people that are sent to war like yeah and their families because their families their families and then like again what you said i feel like there's somebody who like died of hiv and they went to their funeral and said you know you deserved it i mean just hor- i mean just horrible stuff well, and it also brings up discussions about freedom of speech in america yeah. you know they are protected under freedom of speech for what they do i also I love that when they think that God spoke to them, they're all mainly, this is so the elders of the church are mainly all male. So they're like white Mm men. And they always say that like, so they're very misogynistic and they say, oh, women should submit to them. And, you know, white Christian men, we're the right way. And I'm like, why do they never spot, like how convenient that God uh, that spoke to you, that only you heard said that you and everything that you are is the right way. Because it's like me saying, oh guys, God spoke to me. And I've started this church where basically plus size women get paid more and all food for free and he'd be like did they though daisy because that really (laughs) seems to advantage you and i forgot to tell you the funniest part of that story there's one clip in the documentary that actually made me howl because gramps the founder of the church at the end of his life was excommunicated 
because apparently he went outside and shouted to the rainbow house, you're good people. And like, he basically said, sorry. So he was like, oh. you're good people. Wow. I didn't know like, that. I was wrong. So he gets ushered away by the elders, like shush now, Gramps. And then he gets, cause he's like in his eighties. And it was so funny because I found it really emotional. The idea at the end of his life that he was like, God, I was wrong about all of this. But then mm-hmm. when they interviewed the granddaughter, they were like, oh, did this happen? And she was like, yeah, I mean, he had dementia. So I knew, <laughs> I knew they were going to say that. Yeah. Right, it was so disappointing. But the dementia had made him forget about all of his bigotry. Yeah, exactly. That's a case where it was a good thing. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> dementia can be good. Who knew? Okay, let's moving on. Okay, so we go into round two with Daisy at two points, Kaylee at one point, me at two points for my lovely singing earlier, and June at one point. Kaylee, no, Daisy, sorry. Daisy, what is your second top tip for surviving family my second tip is regarding the royal family now i will say as a caveat to this (laughs) that there is one member prince andrew who i obviously do not have a lot of time for because i have to obviously say this legally allegedly (laughs) allegedly he had sex with a child because I don't like when people say a 15 year old, it's like, no, no, a child. Um, Now, obviously I'm not saying that he's a massive nonce. I'm just saying that his, I don't sweat defense. And I was in pizza express as I'm not a, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but I felt it was quite a shit defense. Also, if you are going to make up a medical condition, don't do it on national TV because some people, we've all got Google now. I mean, that is someone who's so out of touch. They're like, well, they'll never know. Well, we will. So I have very little time for him in particular, but in my own mind, I have sort of excommunicated him from the Royals as a whole, because the thing is he should be held to a standard not because he's a royal, but because he's an adult man. So mm. that's, I'm not judging him because he's royal. I'm judging him because he's the fucking worst. Um, and also, if your friend turns out to be Jeffrey Epstein and you find out what a fucking monster they are, when you ask, do you regret your relationship with famous pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein, I don't, again, I'm not a PR. I don't work in public relations, but my advice to you would be like to say, yes, I very much regret that. Not say, well, I mean, it gave me a lot of good connections at the time. You know, he's got quite a nice house. It was just, it was so fucking ridiculous. So I don't like him. But as for the rest of the royals, I am a Republican, not in the American sense, in right. the sense, just to be clear, um, just in the sense that I just, Molly's face was like, are you fucking what? No, I'm not, a, not that kind of Republican. I just, I don't believe in a royal family. I, I'm a socialist and I think that it's like the ultimate symbol of a really outdated I just feel they're like basically the concept of royal family just yeah. symbolizes inequality to me. But I have as people eat the nothing. Rich. Eat the fucking eat the rich, right? I'm I, that's me. I don't but as human beings, I quite like them. You know, I like the queen. I think that the queen has had to be polite to people for years and she's now an old woman. I don't think she should have to be anymore. I think that when you get to a certain age, it should <laughs> If she's bored of someone, I think she should just be able to just walk away mid-sentence. I think she could just be like, oh, you're boring. Goodbye. I don't think she should have to do any of that shit anymore. I think that's why she's been in Windsor this entire time. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll use COVID as an excuse. I'm out. And I'm with her. I'm like, oh, queen, hide away. Because I I don't think there are many advantages, really, of being a royal anymore. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously, there's extreme privilege. But there are so many privileged people who don't have that intense intrusion from the day they're born. So, you know, you could be those incredibly rich people that are born and just get to live their lives. The royals can't behead anyone anymore. Like Rebel Wilson, you know, Rebel Wilson, like the Australian yeah. actress, comedy person. She, at I think it was the Brit Awards, she had a dig at the royals while she was on stage and it panned to Kate Middleton's face and Kate Middleton had a face like, 
a go fuck yourself. And I thought, ah, oh, the Royals must miss when they could just behead someone. Do you mean if some <laughs> court gesture used to irritate the Royals, like in the, you know, Tudor times or Victoria, they could just be like, fucking behead them. You know, like Elizabeth the first one to put up with that. She'd be like, uh, beheaded. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think that, you know, there's little perks when you can't go around beheading people and you don't have real power. But I do think that the Royals, and this is, is quite specific to this one family but I do think that they should be less polite and be more okay with telling people to go fuck themselves because I think that they are in essence a tourist attraction now you know they don't have real power but I absolutely hate when shit rags like the Daily Mail publish articles about Diana I hate the series The Crown because it's got so much about Charles and Diana because in my mind, it's like William and Harry are real humans who are still alive and that was actually their mum. Like, yeah. I if my mum passed away and people kept making fucking tea towels of her and then putting her on TV and not even in a favourable way, I just think it would get on my last nerve. And I think because they have all this royal etiquette, they have to be relatively reserved and polite and rise above it. And I would love for just once, especially Harry, for him just to sell someone to fucking shove it and be like, no, which I think in essence, maybe he kind of has done but him and Meghan Markle leaving because I thought people were so rude like not people like journalists and I think that's the thing whenever someone reads a newspaper they have to remember that some shitty little no mark journalist has sat there like oh I'm going to write a mean story I'm going to get an unflattering picture oh and especially when they do that thing about oh Meghan Markle she she didn't you know when they said um she it was something about her holding her bump and they were like oh it's so unroyal that she's holding she's flaunting her baby bump I'm like you're a fucking you're a moron do you mean she's just a pregnant woman what is wrong with you I think they're just basically disappointed that Meghan Markle's not a fucking swan do you know what I mean I'm just I find it really tiring so that's that's my advice specifically for the royal family occasionally just be that be like characters like comedy characters I think I'd have a lot more time for them if the queen just occasionally called someone a peasant and had her henchmen take <laughs> them away I'd be like fucking yes queen do what you want you're the queen like enjoy the yeah. perks yes awesome thank you Daisy Kayla your response i don't know if the Queen's going to be listening to even take the tip. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I think the Queen, the one thing the Queen should be able to do is speak up politically, especially because yes. I watched that episode where she couldn't, where she did that thing with Margaret Thatcher and she was in trouble. I think that's really unfair, but she has to stay unbiased, doesn't she, and support the Prime Minister, which must be fucking annoying, to be honest, if you have to support Boris Johnson and you're like, yeah. why did you fire someone? Because they said Princess Nutnuts. Like, what is going on, Boris? <laughs> Princess nuts like we're not in a playground Boris okay also there's only one royal family for me especially comedy wise and they live in a terraced house and they drink blue drink with a banana floating in the middle and they smoke their cigarettes and they drink their beer I love most about that is that that Molly because she's American didn't get that reference at all I did I'm so sorry a a very good British comedy series called The Royal Family spelled R-O-Y-L-E and it's set in Manchester and it's great you should watch it Molly you'd like it oh I'm writing that down really funny and my mum one New Year's Eve was like let's make cocktails like they did in the royal family. So my mum made the blue <laughs> drink with the banana floating in the middle and everyone Amazing. lost their shit. They loved it. <laughs> I'm going to, was it on like ITV, BBC, Netflix? Which, Probably which YouTube. It? YouTube. Okay, cool. There's a little plug, little, little lockdown viewing for everyone, including myself. There we go. Amazing. Thank you, ladies. Kaylee, what is your second top tip for surviving family? My second top tip is don't compare your family to other families. I really cannot stress I think this is a very good top tip and that's why I included it so the perfect family is depicted as a man and a woman and a girl and a boy in like sort of advertisements from the past that's definitely the quintessential family Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it is but the perfect family doesn't exist because perfect isn't achievable when I was about seven I went to Marilyn and Monica's house for dinner 
they were twins. It's always fun going to someone else's house for dinner for the first time. The danger is they make the food worse than your mum or the bonus is they have better dinner. On this occasion, we had chicken and salad and the salad was basically crisps. I lost my shit. A world where a salad has crisps is my idea of heaven. (laughs) I love crisps, by the way, especially the folded over ones. And there was a couple of them in this salad. So the next day at home when mum was cooking dinner, mum always bought those big bags of iceberg lettuce with big chunks of grated carrot in. Mm -hmm. It would always be a little bit off. There'd be a little bit brown around the lettuce. Anyway, she she makes us this salad and dinner and uh, she brings it over and I look at it and I go, where are the crisps? (laughs) My mum was like, what do you mean? Where are the crisps? And I was like, well, Monica and Marilyn's mum gives them crisps in their salad. And my mum went bright red and she was really upset. And I definitely felt bad. However, like not at the time, um, (laughs) mum had showed us her weakness So every time me and my sister went to someone's house, we would come back and be like, you know what? They have chocolate milk with their dinner. And we were constantly comparing our family to their families. And then mum would be like, I can put crisps on your dinner. And then she would, I don't Uh know, she would start like kind of doing other things that other parents were doing. And she tried to be like other mums that we were comparing her to. And it must have been really exhausting for her. And in the end, we ended, we got banned from going to people's houses for dinner, <laughs> which is fair enough. But I do look back on it. And even though I was a kid, it's, it, I don't know, I do feel bad for my mum. It's fucking tough yeah. being a mum. Like, yeah. let alone a single mum with three children, almost aged like triplets. Because we were like five, four and three. Oh, wow. Yeah. And even though my mum was an incredible mum, we still compared her to other mums. That, that must have been really difficult for her she's quite insecure my mum and she loves to please people um she's funny and lovely as you all know I always do wonderful impressions of her and she did try so hard to prove to us that she was a good mum and I don't Mm. believe that she should have to do that I don't believe any mum should have to do that yeah I think I do it now like I compare my family to other families not now because I'm giving the top tip because I'm trying not to do it but I definitely used to do it and I do wish often that my family were closer and I wish that we stayed in touch more and we saw each other on occasions other than funerals. There is no benefit to comparing my family to another family because each family is so unique and specific and you shouldn't use another more perfect family as a benchmark for your own because it's just unreasonable. Mm. Obviously, there are exceptions when your family genuinely aren't good for you yeah, or safe for you then you do need to take action and leave. Your family might be rich, well-dressed, have tons of contacts, but they might be pompous, controlling and racist. Take the biggest family in England, the royal family. You know, I get, I get, you know, people like Harry should be lucky. He's so lucky to be born in such an institution. But Harry wasn't happy. You know, he wasn't happy. He left his family to start his own family because... He didn't like how they Megan was being ostracized by them in the media. I'm not advocating people to leave their family, but I get why Harry split from royalty. It was never really him. It makes sense. Are we allowed to say this on the podcast? Will we get like... Yeah, it's our podcast. <laughs> no. Talking about the world. He chose his new family over his old and love and comfort over tradition. So just don't compare your family to other families. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your response. I mean, it's a good top tip. My only question is, what are folded over crisps? They're the crisps that are like folded in half. So they've got like a lovely, like kind of juicy edge to them. You'll get a crisp and it'll be like a normal flat crisp. And then you'll get one folded over. So it'll be like a crisp folded over. It's not a half a crisp. It's a whole crisp in a half. half. Like a butterfly closed up. Yeah, do they sell them in like a packet or... No, they should. They fucking should. It's a coincidence. It's a coincidence. Ah, okay. I'm with you. I understand. That was more just a a point of clarification. But I think the the chip on on the whole is very good. Awesome. Thank you, ladies. Okay, we have from Daisy... If you are the royal family, occasionally tell people to fuck off, essentially. (laughs) Enjoy. Enjoy the perks. And from Kaylee's, don't compare your family to other families. And for this one, I'm going to give two points to Kaylee. Don't compare 
your family to other people's families. I think that's so important. Though we'll remember her footnote because we have footnotes on our podcast. Oh, yeah. Of, <laughs> still question if your family is that family because if they're unhealthy for you, then, you know, get the fuck out. But yeah, every, I think I, I'd want, I'd wonder Kaylee, if your friends came over to your play house for dinner when you were younger, if there were things about your house that they'd probably be like, Oh, this is cool. Maybe it wasn't dinner, but maybe it was stuff like your family did. You're like, wow, your dad throws his dinner at the wall. My dad doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go back and be like, well, Kaylee's dad throws his dinner at yeah. the wall. Can't we? Yeah. And then their <sighs> dad's like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the thing is it's your family and your family made you who you are for better or worse and there's some I'm sure again remember our footnotes I'm sure there's something unique and wonderful about your family that you can find and I'm sure if your friends came over to your family's house they'd be like oh look at this cool thing they do mm. whatever that is and I'm gonna stop with that though I do agree with Daisy the Royals should just enjoy the perks and tell Bojo to get his shit together. But anyway, I'm not going to give a point for that because I can't be given all these points all the time. So we go into the final round with Daisy at two points, Kaylee at three points, June at one, and me at two. Okay. Great. So Kaylee, what is your final top tip for surviving family? Final top tip is for funeral directors out there. So I know we have a lot of funeral directors tuning in. So I thought better give them a top tip. Yeah, finally. (laughs) Let families comfort each other during the funeral ceremony. When I say comfort, I mean put their arm around each other. They're related. It's not heavy petting. There was a funeral director who stopped a son from comforting his crying mother at a funeral ceremony. I read the article on Huffington Post and also Yahoo Finance. I didn't even know that was a a thing. So it was his dad and her husband and Craig, he was called Craig Bicknell, the guy who went to comfort his mother. He saw his mother crying and moved his chair over to her. And so did her other son. So they were both either side of the crying, the crying widow. A staff member charged over to them and asked them to move their seats back to where they were in the middle of the ceremony. Like a teacher in a classroom, you know, when you're not allowed to sit. You know, when you'd go and sit at someone else's table when you finish your work. Craig said in an article on Yahoo Finance, I can sit in a restaurant, I can sit in a pub, I can live at her house, I can travel in a limousine to the crematorium with six. All right, Craig, stop showing off. (laughs) but when I want to give my mum a cuddle at dad's funeral a man flies out mid-service shouting stop the service and makes us split up I can't understand why that man he was unnamed would do something like this it was in Milton Keynes and Milton Keynes council have ended up apologizing to the family and said they're not sure why all the seats were arranged separately why at a funeral would you put all the chairs out on their own wait was it during covid it was yeah it was during covid it was um that's why on your own on one seat even though you're in a bubble with other people yeah it's because of social distancing that's what I'm guessing I don't get it like like, you can be in a you can be in a you can be in a like were together but you've got to go in and sit on a separate seat well the council ended up saying we don't know why they weren't arranged in bubbles uh we're sorry about that yeah I'm sorry but if you are grieving right now this is the hardest time to lose somebody because you are in a mask you're either watching it online you can't even go to the ceremony it's awful and then to have a man come out and tell you midway through Mm. you cannot you cannot comfort your mother who is clearly distressed is disgusting and this isn't a comedy tip I'm sorry I had to do this one because I was raging at this man death is horrible and hard and who do you think you fucking are I bet you any money that man has broken the rules guaranteed he couldn't probably have been Nora Biden he's one of those men or people who when coronavirus came went yes rules that i can implement <laughs> rules yeah oi you don't do that oh and they just really like get off on telling other people what to do and it gives them a sense of power and i feel like he's one of those men yeah i went off on one and i believe <laughs> that i i was thinking it's a good job that that man isn't a priest that's what i was <laughs> thinking can you imagine you make this the bride don't kiss the bride <laughs> we live together i don't care if you live together <laughs> basically don't do that guys let people grieve let people hug at funerals oh okay thank you kaylee daisy your response yeah i have to agree because also 
presumably he broke distancing by separating them. Yes, Daisy. Yes. He does sound like the world's shittiest superhero. Like, what did you (laughs) think you were shutting down? Because also, if they did have a virus, by the point they've sat together, they've done it anyway. Like, you're just being mental, I think. But then I also blame the government for making really confusing rules that people don't really get and I think you know they're responsible too for that yeah I agree with I was just about to say that Daisy like I agree with you Kaylee and also the government's rules have been so confusing that it's like I don't think any like I feel sorry for anybody who owns a business right now because they're probably like what the fuck am I allowed to do I can say like in theater for rehearsals we're like what are we allowed to do obviously nothing right now but yeah it's another reason I think it's so bad here compared to the rest of Europe. Oh, wait, we're not in the EU never, anymore. Never mind. Okay, great. Thank you, ladies. And then with that, Daisy, what is your final top tip for surviving family? My final top tip is it's okay for your family not to be like my family. So my family is a sitcom that I rewatched. It started, I think, in the late 90s, sort of finished mid-2000s. I always liked it because it's because it has got that 90s feel where the world was just simpler that everyone had a big computer there was no social media one of the characters goes off to university and the mum writes to her like actual letters because phone calls are too expensive their house is all like these gaudy like blue purple like orange colors that were just big in the 90s it's just got a really like simpler times feel to it that I enjoy. It's about a dentist who lives in Chiswick called Ben Harper. And he, the kind of tropes within it is that he's really grumpy. His wife's a terrible cook. The youngest son, Michael's really awkward. The oldest son, Nick, is like quite dim. And the daughter's a bit wayward. And then she eventually has a has a baby named Kenzo, which my husband literally cannot stand the name Kenzo. He has a really unnatural reaction to it. Um, He's like, it's such a stupid name. And I'm like, Ben, it's not real. None of it's real. Let it go. Anyway, so, but in this sitcom... That basically every episode they'll have some sort of jape or caper and it's always really gentle low jeopardy like something goes wrong and like in real life their situation Ben seems to be like depressed constantly but because there's a laugh track and it's a sitcom it's funny Susan can't cook to the point it's almost aggressive it's like oh I've put anchovies and ice cream level of cooking like haha women can't cook that's a joke Michael never has any friends he'd be really lonely in real life Nick in real life I feel would have some sort of head injury like his character is like stupid to the point that you feel they must have been in an accident and then Janie has no sense of responsibility that she has a baby and then has to move back with her parents like in another context it's like quite a bleak film but because it's a sitcom there's a laugh track and I think when you see sitcom families like yeah be it that or be it like modern family you know the American sitcom where they yeah. have a nice little the moral of the story at the end and everyone knows everyone I think if you Like Kaylee mentioned, comparing to other families, I think comparing to TV families is the ultimate false comparison because your family doesn't have a laugh track. So when your dad is grumpy, he just wants you to get out the room and leave him alone and get a job and move out and maybe join the civil service. And why are you still here? And I mean, that's just me. I'm just saying, you know, (laughs) sometimes they really mean it and it really does hurt your feelings. Um, (laughs) but, But that's okay. And I also think on that note, that family is something to me that you define those. See, this is what I'm doing. It's clever. Cause you know how I said at the end of modern family, they give you like a moral of the story. This yeah. is my modern family ending for this episode. <laughs> I think I'll do it like Jay, a modern family with like that lulling American voice. I think that family 
is something that you choose for yourself. So I think that family is however you define it. So mm-hmm. otherwise, I feel like the emphasis on family must be really shit if you like grew up in a children's home. Do you know what I mean? Because I think that the people that often we love most are our partners, like as in our romantic partners. Yeah. Well, they're not related to us. So conceptually, we understand that someone can mean a great deal to you who isn't technically yeah your blood do you know what I mean yeah so I think if you have a close friend or a support network or whoever and equally if one of your family is shit like you know feel free like the royals with Andrew or like imagine if (laughs) imagine if like Fritzel had a really nice cousin he would have to go do you know what me and Joseph we don't get along anymore and that's all right too it's all right to fall out with your actual family it's all right to adopt a new family Mm -hmm. your family should just be whoever you feel closest to and you can decide that for yourself amazing thank you Daisy Kaylee your response the start of this tip sounded like my first tip like when she said don't compare your family to my yeah. family I was like <laughs> I this you. is my first tip you know but it it you meant my family the thing but it sounded funny and also <laughs> I think that family oh that's hilarious you thought I was digging back at you like yeah Kaylee you can't compete with this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that's not what I meant but yeah like Family is life without a laugh track, like that a sitcom without a laugh track, you know, that's what family is. I love that you you brought that up. Um, but also like EastEnders, you should be watching EastEnders then if you want to watch the, the <laughs> yeah. stuff without the laugh track and the grim. How many murders was that in that episode five? Oh, there was four people killed. Yeah. Good, good. In real life, you know, four people die in a village, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> There's been no deaths in like, Towie, right? Or Made in Chelsea? No, but I quite like there to be a few in Made in Chelsea. I just think it would spice <laughs> things up a bit. And I know it's structured reality, so I shouldn't say that, but fucking hell. <laughs> just if they all... getting broken all the time and you're like... <laughs> Mate, if Made in Chelsea, if they all coupled off tomorrow and were in happy relationships, they would there would be no programme because they'd have fuck all to talk about. Like, <laughs> it's always, oh, well, you went off with so-and-so and it's like, oh, you guys need a fucking hobby. Get a hobby. Do something. But also, what, what I've put in a proposal for, and you're going to love yeah. this, both of you, and hopefully I'll get accepted, <laughs> is I'm going to go on as their resident collage workshop. <laughs> And they're gonna, they're gonna, I'm gonna host collage sessions with them, and I'm gonna be part of the show. We've got to start a petition for this, Haley. As you know, I please let's start a petition. I have never encouraged your collage work, and I want to make that clear. But in that context, I feel it would be truly art, and I would support it a hundred percent. I would pay for it. I think that Should we do that it? Get is Kaylee on. Yeah, Kaylee on Chelsea, Chelsea doing collages. Kaylee's collages on Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. collages on Chelsea. Chelsea collages. What's the hashtag? Absolutely. Hashtag get Kaylee collages on Chelsea. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, snappy, snappy. I, But that's the thing. I think if you could teach those fuckers something to do other than whinge, ah, oh, I'm happily, with you. Happily. Well, there you go. If you listen to this podcast and are part of the Made in Chelsea executive team, because <laughs> we know that is who we, we reach out to, we have Kaylee's collages just for you. Okay, thank you, ladies. Amazing. So we have Kaylee with her funeral directors. Let families grieve together. COVID or not, let them grieve. They need to grieve, especially during this time. And then for Daisy, it's okay that it's okay if you don't compare your family to the TV family or film family. And I think, and also side to that is make your own family, which, yeah. Uh, So I'm going to give two points to Daisy for this. Don't compare your family to TV family and make your own family. Cause I think this is huge. Again, I think it goes back to the previous tip. Don't compare your family to other people's family, but also like TV and film families. Those are like a perfection and a a scripted craft of a family that you will never compete with. And so you have to define what your family is and and not compare the family that you've made to that on TV. So I'm going to give two points to Daisy. Family is life without a laugh track. I do like that that Kaylee said. I said it. Kaylee just said it back. No, I didn't. Oh, I know. I, I, 
took what you said and then I wrote it down as a quote that I said because you didn't actually say those words. I feel that you paraphrase what I said. Can I just say that you've just done the tip that I didn't get a point for and you've got a point for it, so I'm not complaining. (laughs) No, you got a point for that. No, I got got one point, but Daisy won that tip. I think you're still winning this episode. Yeah, but you got two points for don't compare your family to other people's families. Is that what you were saying? I don't know. The point is, right now, it is Daisy 4, Kaylee 3, and June 1. I'm at two points. Um... I'm just debating. No, I'm st- I'm sticking with my judgment. I'm sticking with my judgment. So in that case, Daisy has won. So no point How for the she... grievers at the funeral. That's harsh, Molly. That is very harsh. <laughs> here's, okay, very here's harsh. what I was about to say. I do agree with you, Kaylee, but I think to survive a family, it doesn't apply. So that's why, and I'm the judge, and I'm going to stick with that. Fair. That's my judgment. Though I don't disagree with you. Okay. In that case, Daisy has survived family. Do you have anything you want to end with on that note? No, I would just like to say thank you. The irony of this is that I'm not really, or more accurately, my family are struggling currently to survive me and my presence. (laughs) So there's a certain irony that I've won this episode. I feel, you know, I know all the theory of getting on in a family, not putting it into practice. Still going to argue later about sugar puffs, but yeah. um, Shouldn't (laughs) eat sugar puffs. (laughs) Kaylee, um, I will tell you what I told June. They are my joy, okay? Back (laughs) off. They're not for children. It's fine to eat them. And no, I don't need to make better decisions. So, okay. Hi, welcome so- to the Sugar Puff advert. This is Daisy's <laughs> my joy. <laughs> and you're, you're the endorsement, but you're eating them like, my joy. <laughs> On that note, if you do own Sugar Puffs, we are looking for uh, sponsors, sponsors of this podcast. Yeah. This has been How to Survive Your Life, How to Survive Family. I am Mama Merwin. That's Sister Kaylee. That's Grandmama Daisy. I don't know. <laughs> if, I love that you, grandma. Fuck you all. Go on. <laughs> if you liked this podcast, please like. I love that I'm us- none, Sister Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, after I said it, I was like, oh, they're probably going to think it's a Catholic thing. But I'm thinking like your sister. Anyway, I'll move on. If you like this podcast, please like and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. And even tell a friend, tell your mom, tell your brother, tell your grandmother, tell anyone. We appreciate that. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at how the number two survive pod on Facebook at how to survive your life. Or you can email us at how to survive your life pod at gmail.com. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Theme music by Jazar. <laughs> <laughs>